welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. Hey, Kiki. Hey, Kiki. How are you, sis? Man, I am good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a pretty good weekend so far. Oh, do tell. Do tell about your good weekend. Um, Wait, don't tell us about your good weekend because we're going to talk about something from your weekend. That's our topic for today. Well, that was from the week, so I can talk about my weekend. Okay, well, okay, talk about your weekend. Um, I didn't do much this weekend. My cousin had a um, graduation party this weekend. Mm-hmm. She graduated from her master's program, so she is now a family nurse practitioner. Woohoo! So, um, she had a nursing themed party and it was so cute because everyone wrote war scrubs. I didn't because I don't have scrubs and I didn't feel like wasting money to get scrubs. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so everybody has scrubs on and then they get, they have the little name tag, you know, like the nurses wear. Um, and then they had a table full of alcohol and things and snacks and things but they were all medical related so there were syringes of jello shots um, oh i love it there were test tubes of shots there were urine samples that came in the little cups but they were actually shots um there was iv bags full of liquor <laughs> they had they had they had q-tips that were made out of pretzels with chocolate tips so that it was just creative. It was so creative. And I was like, this is so cute. So cute. That is hella cute. Now I want to have a hospital themed party and I don't work in a hospital. But yeah. You know, should you feel should you feel led, friend, to have a party? We can either duplicate it or you can just throw me a party for any oh, we reason. Can, we can duplicate it on another level with something else since we not medically related to that field. That's not our field of study. Because um, it was the syringe shots for me. Like, that would have did. Girl, that would threw me over the top. I still have my syringe because I was like, this is a cute. And then she had the little labels. So there were labels, like the labels you get from the pharmacy. So mm-hmm. she had the pill bottles with the labels up there. And most of the medicines had the title of the drug was called Done With It All. <laughs> and it had like directions and all that stuff, quantities and all that. It was just candy in those, though. That's cute. So cute. My auntie's a nurse. I can recreate that. Yeah, I can send you a picture of the table just to give you an idea. But whoever planned her party did a very good job. So, oh, that's really good. I made some really good tea just now. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Listen, when the tea hit right, (laughs) very good. I'm glad your tea is good. But we also, so today, me and my parents, we went to see Nope in the theaters. 
oh my gosh, how was it? Weird. Oh, okay. I, um, it was, it was, it was good. It was just weird. If you like Jordan Peele movies, then you'll like it. But it's not one of those. So if you're an action person, mm -mm, this ain't for you. Um, it was just, it, it's not one of those movies that grabs you right then. You have to like keep watching it. You know me, I'll fall asleep. Oh yeah, you would. I wouldn't. I don't think your attention span is long enough to get nope. through this movie. No, no. Mm -mm. Um. Yeah. No. My line sisters went to see it, and I was just like, "Um, I'm gonna have to sit this one out because I don't want to see that movie." <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't finna. Yeah. I live alone, friends. Y'all will have me. You know, it's not scary. That's what y'all say. But you know what? I am more scared of. I am more scared of what they call thrillers than I am of horrors. Horrors typically to me are gory and so unrealistic because I'd be like, why are they in the basement anyway? Right. Yeah, but fine. thrillers actually make sense. So like Jordan Peele, I wasn't scared of Get Out, but I couldn't really watch it because it was just too many things. And I was like, you know what? Let me go on to this. Yes, Get Out. Get Out was basically a mental movie. <laughs> like, exactly. Mental. It was a mental movie. <laughs> Get Out was scary, so I couldn't handle it. And I ain't been to one of his movies since. Um, well, yeah, but you know who used to scare me? Like M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan. His movies used to freak me out because they're realistic. Mm -hmm. So I can't do thrillers. Take me to a horror movie before you take me to a thriller. Yeah, a lot I'm about to not be able to get are... through Stranger Things, y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A lot of horror movies are very funny to me. Right. I might, I might sound like a psychopath, but they are hilarious to me. My first, the first, or not horror, but scary movie I, I saw that I really loved because it told the truth in the movie was Scream. Because the guy, like, in the middle of the movie, he's like, yeah, they're all the same. It's some blonde woman who's just dumb and runs right. up the stairs when she should be running out the front door. And ever since he said that, I was like, you just ruined all the scary movies for me. So now I just sit and laugh at him. Yeah, Scream, I think I felt the same way. I was just like, yeah, he's right. Most of these are dumb. Because me right. and Michael Myers, I would have cut him a long time ago. There wouldn't be, what are we on it, like 25? There would be no Michael Myers. Um, he's the one that walks like, at a steady pace but still catches up with people and thank you how are you still catching up with me i'm full out sprinting and all you're doing is walking Stop you know they that. have a um they have a tiktok challenge that does that where people will actually have somebody videoing with a knife just like walking towards them very slowly and they'll just like be running and see how long it takes them to get to the front door and actually get in the front door and some of them make it and some of them <laughs> Oh my, I'm gonna have to if I find one of those, I'm gonna have to send it to you because they I've seen several of them and I'm just like, why are y'all I guess because the anticipation, like you're so scared in the moment, like, oh my god, they're gonna get me, you just can't get the key in the lock or mm. something. I can see that. Yeah. yeah but nah. Mm -mm. So no, I did not go see nope. I'm not <laughs> going to see nope. Nope. <laughs> it's really that that one's really not scary compared to um get out, not scary. Compared to us, it's not as much of a mind fuck, I guess, mm -hmm. but it's still weird. Listen, I support Jordan Peele. I'm just, you know, I ain't gonna be able to watch his movies. Uh, <laughs> I don't, 
Jordan, let me know how else I can support you, friend. Maybe share a trailer or something. I'm just not going to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my weekend. How was your weekend or your week? Um, the week was very busy, very busy. Um, <clears throat> this is a busy time at work right now. So, yeah, I'm going to probably sound like a broken record because work is going to be hella busy indefinitely <laughs> indefinitely uh because on my job we're doing a lot of back to school events and then come september uh my sorority break is over so then i'll just be crazy busy i'm gonna be hella busy in august i'm gonna be crazy busy in september um i'm gonna need a vacation in october that's why we're gonna have our day of rest y'all be looking out for it we'll talk about it a little bit more later um but yeah, so I worked this weekend. I worked women's empowerment at Raleigh. Uh, so we were preparing all this week, had, you know, meetings and whatnot. And then Saturday, I worked women's empowerment. Um, I worked for a couple hours. And then one of my line sisters, we actually enjoyed the rest of the show. <clears throat> it was really good. Um, Sherry Shepard was the keynote speaker. And I wasn't expecting this from Sherry at all because, you know, she's a comedian and she's mm -hmm. She's silly even, right? But nah, she came out there and she, you know, she basically told her testimony because women's empowerment is very, um, it has a lot of Christian undertones. Like most of the acts for the day, they had Tamala Mann, they had Erica Campbell, they had Byron Cage, they had um, somebody else that came out and did some gospel situation. And then they completely flipped it. I was like, who's on the planning committee? girl they had Raheem Devine coming out there now y'all I love Raheem Devine because I'm I'm a neo-soul girl yeah and I love Raheem Devine plus he's from you know he's from the 202 so he came out there and it was hilarious because the Christian women behind me they were sweating you could tell they had the sweat above their lip they were sweating <laughs> They was um, what did he say and i was like ma'am you don't really want to know what he said um <laughs> she was <laughs> it was it was um and then then he decided to add a little visual into his performance um yeah uh girl you know the women behind me i think they were not ready um yet and then the one was just like uh-uh I can't because I'm single I'm finna go home and no mm -mm, I can't even fornicate like that I was <laughs> I was on the floor um so yeah it was and and then Tank was next so I was like how y'all go from Jesus to Tank because you know what Tank was there to talk about mm-hmm mm-hmm yes he was, uh, he was there to <laughs> bob his head and sing and, and take his shirt off and I was here for all of it. So, um, I'm thinking concert. So, yes, I know mm. Mm. that man is fine. He is. Yeah. Darrell mm -hmm. is fine. <laughs> Darrell is fine. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Um, Jesus. Darrell is fine. Yeah. Um, and then today I took myself to brunch. Oh, cute. So, we had some good week weekends. What yeah. about? What about last week? What we talk about last week? Last week, girl, we talked about getting away from social comparison. And I really liked your uh your notes you put on the Instagrams, friend. Oh, thank you, friend. Mm -hmm. I really liked them a lot. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, we um we just kind of talked about how people compare themselves to others when we really shouldn't be because we're all different. Our lives are different. We just take different paths. Like, don't compare yourself to what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. It's really not going to help you in any way. It might motivate you a little bit, but it's not going to help you on your journey unless they're doing the exact same thing that you want to do. And if so, reach out. They might tell you some secrets and help you along your way. That's the only way it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was last week. We still um, we still slacking on them ratings and reviews. I ain't had no haze yet. <laughs> we ain't had no haze yet. <laughs> Don't mind me. I am okay. Or I'll be okay. You will be okay. Because I don't know about this currently. Um, but yeah, y'all, we need these ratings and reviews because, you know, we're trying to make this podcast. Listen, listen. We understand y'all outside right now. We understand. We understand. We understand. But come but back. We'll come back inside. We need y'all to rate and review. <laughs> Put it in your car. You don't really want to listen to the radio. There is nothing on the radio. <laughs> Except for Beyonce's new album. But okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. But but when y'all come back inside, go on and put this on your playlist. All right? Right, please. I did a poll last week and half of y'all say you watched it and half of y'all say it was on your playlist. So I need you to press play. And not just have it sitting there. <laughs> it's in cute, friend. It's in cute. It's gonna get there. Yeah. But yeah. Shall we go into our for the culture segment? Yeah. Would you like to lead us in with your song? Yes. <clears throat> so um Beyonce's album dropped this week. And I gotta tell y'all, right? Um, I am obsessed with the TikToks and the Instagram reels and whatever of the people who Beyonce's been tagging, like they've been doing, you know, they've been tagging her and then she reposts them or she mentions them. And I am gagging, like, like these things are so funny because these people be like, don't talk to me for the rest of the day. Or they walk Uh around and scream. It's so funny, but I gotta be honest, like Beyonce's gonna tag us one day because we're gonna say, she's just gonna tag us one day. And I don't even know how, where, why, but she's gonna tag us one day and I'm going to be the same way, like for real. I'm going to walk around here and you ain't going to be able to tell me nothing, okay? Whole episode, I'm going to do in my shades in a row. <laughs> nothing. You hear me? Nothing. Um, that's that. That's my father culture. I've been tripping. <laughs> well, I'm going to go on in with mine because it ties into yours. We're going to talk about Beyonce's new album because, you know, she came out with Renaissance Act One. I'm not a part of the Beehive, so like I wasn't that like excited. But I mean, I was gonna listen to it because it's Beyonce. She's an all overall entertainer. Um, but I don't like I don't like this. Okay, y'all come up here and act like Beyonce's album was so great, and y'all just diss Drake's album when they got the same genre of music. And I know a lot of people were like, "Well, hers is quality." I'm like, it's kind of Kind of not. what you what you think, but um, both of them have the same type of album right now. So yeah, I don't like how y'all just like dissed his and then went it all in for Beyonce's. So yeah, mm-hmm. 
What you gonna say, sis? I'm not saying that Drake's album was great, but I'm just saying it was basically the same thing that was going on and y'all just trashed it. I'm just here to say that, you know, we allow our heroes to just get away with stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like like we expect so little from them. I like how you said that with such a great big smile. Um, Also, I will say, I was obsessed with You Can't Break My Soul and then Sticky, right? I'm still obsessed with Sticky. Like, I probably listen to Sticky like, okay, so I listen to both of them on repeat, right? At different mm-hmm. times of day. You can't break my soul. I usually listen to that first thing in the morning, like twice. But Sticky, I'm listening to it midday about five times. And I'm just going to put it at that. Yep. I kind of took both of their albums as like, like I told I told you this before we started recording. I was like, Beyonce had some of the best transitions on this album. Yes. Because it literally feels like one long dance party. Yep. And um, I thought it was. Um, I don't. I don't think I got that same feeling with Drake's, but no. both. But still, I could still play them both if I was in the party mood. I'm just gonna say both Drake and Beyonce. Like my my comment still stands for both of them. Yeah, it's just feel good music. That's what it is. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. So all y'all in the Beehive, don't come for us. We just we have our opinions just like you do. All right. Okay. But along with that, um, also, this whole Khalees and Beyonce. Please tell me what's going on. (laughs) So apparently one of the songs uses um, Khalees' sample for one of her songs. And I'm getting two different reports. I have to really look into it. But some say it's from her um, song, Get Along With You. And then some say it's from Milkshake. And I can't remember. I can't figure out which one it is. But it's on the song Energy that Beyonce has on her album. So Khalees comes and she's like, you know, I think the credits for the song go to Pharrell since he's the one that produced it. I don't know if he wrote it or whatever. But she was like, basically, she just would have appreciated a heads up before she sampled her song which i guess you know technically they did what they have to do business-wise they got the song cleared by who they needed to get it cleared by and then a lot of people were arguing that yes it's still police's song she's the one that made it popular so she could have at least reached out to tell her that it was going to be on the album um i see where Khalees is coming from i understand that but also, they did what they have to do business-wise. So I don't really fault Beyonce, I guess. But I guess it also brings up that whole conversation of credits and masters and writing for musicians as a whole. Because a lot of people don't have credits on their own albums. They sing the song. Yeah, they're credited vocally. But if you don't have producer rights or writing, you're basically that's basically not your song. <laughs> Right. Once you said, you know, producer, I was like, oh, okay, well, end of story. Why are we arguing right. discussing right. this? Um, I, and I think that... And I'm uh, not sure, and it could be that she wrote part of the song and didn't get credit for it, and they just kind of took it from her, which is also true. A lot of people do that. A lot of producers have done that. It's funny you mentioned that, because I recently saw something, 
I can't remember the podcast. Um, please don't ask me, but it's these two Asian dudes. And um, they were talking about, and it might be an Asian or black dude. I don't know. Um, but I just remember the Asian dude because he was giving all the facts. But <clears throat> they were talking about how Beyonce stole A. Marie's career. And I was like, what? Now, being a DC girl, um, you know, A. Marie's from DC. Hey, A. Marie. Hey, Maya. Those were my girls, right? Because I think I told you before, like, I really resonate like that time frame, that early 2000s time frame, I was really resonating with like women who were my age doing music. So it was A. Marie, it was Aaliyah, it was Maya. Yeah. I really resonated with their music. So I loved A. Marie's, you know, not the entire album. Yeah. <clears throat> but I liked her two albums, right? Oh. Um, but apparently, um, gosh, it's Beyonce's Crazy in Love versus A. Marie's Ooh, one thing. Yeah. A Marie's like, is it one thing? Yeah, it's A it's A Marie's one thing and Beyonce's crazy in love. And apparently it's the same beat. But that's because it's the same producer. So mm -hmm. um, they were talking about how A you know, Beyonce basically came and made this one track so much bigger than Be than A Marie could have, but if the producer hadn't given it to Beyonce and just kept it with A. Marie, like would have been better. Cause I don't know if y'all realize it, but A. Marie um, team, I'm going to say team cause I don't know who did it. They put out a remix and the remix was slamming. But like, if you, if you ever go to a party now and they play a throwback, they usually play the remix, not the original. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, y'all could have gave that to A. Marie and left Beyonce out of it. But these are decisions that I don't get to make. Mm -hmm. um, but so they've been talking about how Beyonce has been stealing from people for years and they went on and said country songs and so on and so forth and i'm gonna go back to my original statement and y'all require so few of your heroes mm -hmm. as she drinks tea sips tea you know asterisk sips tea and <laughs> asterisk <laughs> um, y'all require so uh, little sorry so little of your let me be grammatically correct. Y'all require so little of your heroes. Um, I don't know, man. Um, this is one of those things that, you know, I just don't care enough about. Um, yeah. I think it's hard. I think it's hard because when you have a genre of music, like there is a beat that is popular in every genre in a moment, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go back to, um, I like down South rap. Um, so I'm thinking about like TIs, what you know about that. And then that one dude, um, throw some D's on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Like it's, it's done on a beat maker It's virtually, they're all virtually like the same beats with some differences. And this is where right. I'm not musically inclined, but it's right. the same beat with some differences and what, I, and that made that down South sound at the time. Um, right. now you got this kind of Migos sound and I say Migos cause I think they're one of the more popular groups in the moment. You got right. this whole Migos sound and that's boop, 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 boop. <laughs> that's all I got. That's, that's, that's what I got. Um, I'm going to go around saying that in my head. Yeah. So, you know, they got that, they got that little beat in their songs. But so do all the other rappers that are littles and dirties and babies. Um, right. Cause I don't, I don't know their names. I just, they're, I can't. Um, that's the old woman in me. But yeah, so like it all sounds the same, right? So y'all coming back with this whole, oh, that's her song and this is her credit. And then, 
you know, I know Marvin Gaye's family is listening. They got special headphones, um, yeah. Marvin Gaye's family, because they can find a sample of their daddy's music so easily when no one else can. Um, but anyway, best headphones ever. They have the best headphones ever. They got them Beats Plus. <laughs> they got the exclusive Beats that we don't even get. They got the exclusive Beats that's not even on the market. Yep. <laughs> so um, anyway, I say all that to say, like, some of that stuff is just ridiculous. And, like, Marvin Gaye himself, I really don't think he would have been involved in none of this nonsense. I think he would have been like, so what's my next album going to be? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think he would have been here trying to wait. That's my song. I need credit. Like, I don't, I don't think none of that would have happened. I really feel like y'all let's just make music. Like music is music can elevate music can help you disappear. Music can elevate a mood, whether that mood is good or whether you're trying to get out of depression. Music is such good food for your soul and y'all straight arguing about it. I don't like it. You're right. So our last piece of For the Culture topic is about our teachers. We love our teachers. Um, we love our teachers. We love them. So this meme said something along the lines of, remember when y'all told all the teachers they should quit if they didn't like the crappy pay? And they actually did. Um, they took y'all advice. So the meme specified some of the numbers in the Houston, Texas area, or maybe some popular or the biggest districts in in Houston or Texas. So it says that Houston had 800 teacher vacancies. Mm -hmm. Fort Bend had 288. Aldine had 452. And Cypher had 669. But, Key, you want to tell them about (laughs) something a little more closer to home for us? Yeah, there was, so Wake County is, um, uh, it's the county in, that surrounds our state capital. So it's where, it's where our state capital is, um, it's where Raleigh is. And it is the fifth largest county in, or school district in the state. And um, one of the administrators, um, I missed his name, but one of the administrators this week, or I think, yeah, one of the administrators this past week, uh, his post went viral. He made a post talking about how Wake County had, he said a number that they did a fact check and it might not be true, but it was a big number. Um, He said that this large amount of vacancies were still in place. And we got three weeks until school starts, y'all. And that's that's your um, general public school schedule starts in three weeks. A lot of school systems that have year round schooling or um, some type of special schedule, those kids have already started. Mm Because I know in Cumberland County, where my nephew is, they've started. So anyway, um, his thing went viral. And come to find out, they did the fact check. And as of last week, with three weeks to go until school starts, there were 400 vacancies. That's a lot, y'all. And I can't tell or don't know if it's just teachers. But I do know that Cumberland County, where I used to reside, um, they were missing, like, as of the end of last year, they were struggling to keep after school programs going because those were the first people to quit. Them bus drivers, they was out. They was out because we didn't do them right during COVID, you know, at first. So, you know, the kids weren't vaccinated, which, you know, I get, um, Mm -hmm. but they weren't requiring vaccinations of everybody in the schools until they were. Um, But then you got these 
Y'all know Kia love the kids, but there's a disclaimer. Kia love the good kids. Some of y'all's kids ain't seen discipline probably ever. Um, And then y'all just put them on the bus and the bus driver who has to have certain skills. They got to have a whole CDL. And I don't know if y'all are aware, but CDLs, not just, not just your average license. It's one of those things that like, if you get in trouble with the law, like you could, I don't know, child support, for example, um, you could get in trouble with child support and they could take your CDL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a class C misdemeanor, a class C or D. As the classes start to get greater in misdemeanors, those are some serious charges and they can take away your professional licenses. Um, I know that because we were protesting a bill last year um, and that was one of the results or that was one of the reasons why we were protesting that bill. But anyway, so CDL is one of them. You got to have a CDL to drive these little bad kids around. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's nobody monitoring what the kids do on the bus. So if you got a kid that's in the back of the bus and they fight in, you as the bus driver got to drive the bus still and stop at all the railroads and stop at all the red lights and all that other stuff. You got to do all that. Plus try to monitor what's going on in the back. Ain't no way in hell. Um, I'd rather be a teacher and I definitely don't want to teach kids. Um, But no, you couldn't pay me to be a bus driver. Nope. Um, No. So yeah, they're missing bus drivers. They're missing lunch ladies. They're missing, I'm sorry, I said lunch lady. That was hella stereotypical. They're missing food preparers. I cleaned that up. Thank you. Um, Food preparers, your hall monitors, your um, little teachers, your teacher's assistants, all of the things they're missing in our schools, not just people who teach in the classrooms. But if you're missing the auxiliary positions, then your main teacher now has to be both the librarian and the PE teacher, or your main teacher also has to do the bus. Like, it's just too much. It's just, it's, it's too much. And y'all wore them teachers out during COVID. Y'all wore them out. Parents Girl. did, kid. I know so many teachers that have left yes so many and i mean they didn't want to because they love teaching kids because that's what they that's what they do but they had to because of practical reasons like we gotta live (laughs) and that is the other thing y'all do y'all know that the starting salary in Cumberland County, now Cumberland County is not one of your bigger counties. Well, it is a big county, but it's not top five. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cumberland County is probably top 20, 15 in the state. Starting salary for a new teacher? 35? 37. 28. Girl, they can go work customer service for that. 28. Wait, no, I'm sorry. It's 32. It's 32. But still, like you said, you can work customer service for that. Mm -hmm. And so it's 32 and they usually get some type of signing bonus or blah, 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 blah. The only thing you get as a teacher, you know, whatever kind of incentive you get as a teacher is in a lot of apartment complexes, they'll give you a discount. They need to pay those teachers a higher salary and also give them a budget to spend for school supplies because it's ridiculous that teachers have to use their own money to pay for supplies to make their classroom um, 
I guess, better or more interesting for the kids because, you know, especially small children. I can't imagine how much those teachers do when they spend, they go in Walmart and spend money on all these supplies they got to do. And then they have to do all the crafts and stuff themselves. Then they have to take it to the, the classroom, put it up and teach it. I'm on tired of hearing you say this. On top of lesson plans and they got to make tests. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do I'm it. Exhausted. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Like, I have nothing else to say. Like, it's ridiculous. The teachers should be the ones with the company cards because they need it. Right. Right. Yeah. But that's all I have. That's all I have for the For the Culture segment. Do you have anything else to add, Key? Girl, no, we need to get this thing going. Mm -hmm. All right. So this week... Um, I was telling Key before that I attended a virtual conference this week um, for a platform that I'm trying to use for my business. And Chrisette Michelle was one of the keynote speakers. She was actually the closing speaker. So um, we know Chrisette as an R&B singer or more of a neo-soul singer. Um, and she was basically canceled a few years ago because, you know, she wanted to go and perform at the Orange Cheetos inauguration. Fran said Orange Cheeto. Yeah, I don't want to talk about his, I don't want to like give him that that recognition. So he's an Orange Cheeto. Um, and people were not, <laughs> people were not pleased at her decision at all because she went into it with her own good intentions to say like she was kind of building a bridge, I guess. But everyone took it the opposite way. And did nobody ask you to build no bridge, Chrisette? Yeah, people did not like that at all. Um, so she basically came and talked about how to come back, you know, to your platform, how to build yourself back up after humiliation, you know, kind of an after the storm kind of talk for everyone. But there was one thing that caught my attention um, while she was speaking. So she said, sometimes we can have good intentions, but we can bring them to the wrong stage. And of course, that spoke to her situation. But I also took it as speaking to change in general. Um, so as all of you know, both Key and I are rebranding and, of course, trying to bring in our own clients and our own audiences, as well as bring in people to our shared stage of Take Care Sis. And I'm not saying that we're on the wrong stage currently, but, or marketing to the wrong people, but we have to embrace any of the changes that are coming our way. So maybe our current brand isn't doing what we want, to, want it to do. So we have to be ready and open to embrace any change that comes. So if we rebrand, we're expecting more people to come. And it's essentially, it's kind of a different stage per se, as Chrisette was, shame, was saying. So I thought that we would talk about um, when there may have been times where we may have to, had, um, have to pivot because we were trying to shine on the wrong stage or at the wrong place or the wrong time. So let's talk about that pivot, shall we? Yes. Why does she always do this to me, y'all? I don't understand. 
<laughs> so um I just kind of wanted to go in and ask um for both of us when did we find ourselves having that aha moment where we knew it was time to like pivot or try something new or different and it doesn't have to just be with our brands it could be professionally because i think that's the most popular place where we'll find there is time to pivot would you like me to go first <laughs> yeah girl because i'm struggling on this one <laughs> <laughs> so um uh a long time ago <laughs> when i first started my oh, career uh -oh. <laughs> no you didn't would you let luther vandross sleep Like I said, a long time ago, there's a girl on TikTok and she, every time she tells a story, she's like, so sometime I'll go and I, it kills me every time. And I'm like, girl, please stop. <laughs> but, um, I was working for a company. This was like my first accounting job for all of y'all that don't know. That's my day job. I'm an accountant, blah, blah, blah. So I was working for this company and my immediate manager or supervisor, which was also the controller of the company, um, the head of the accounting department, if y'all don't know, but she was also black. Now, most of our accounting department was black, except for two people. Now, y'all know how they treat black folks in the workplace, you know, it's like um, our opinions don't matter. We don't know what we're talking about. You know, if we don't comply, it's not going to look pretty. Um, our manager was very transparent with us about what was going on in the company. And that included a lot of weird things that they would do, especially to the books. Um, yeah. So there, <laughs> there were times where she was like, um, I need y'all to start looking for other jobs because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They're doing this, this, and this, and it does not look right. Um, she said, I don't know how long we're going to be here. They might start picking us off. And they did. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so that was kind of like our aha moment. Like, um, I don't want to get caught in a crossfire when they got something going on and they come back and ask, you know, auditors and stuff come back and try to ask me what happened. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't do this. I was just told to do it, but I don't know what but um, yeah that was kind of a weird situation she was like she was very transparent with us and she basically told us like I will co-sign for you but I need you to start looking for something else now wow and it wasn't just <laughs> yeah yeah that was I remember that it was like my first accounting job with my first black supervisor in accounting and since then I haven't had a black supervisor that was my only one yeah yikes <laughs> yikes well how did you pivot oh girl we um so I was looking and ended up 
And I know people are like, why are you telling that? Um, I ended up getting fired before I actually found another job. Damn. But this is how, she, this is the funniest part about it, right? So that day I come in and she was like, um, I gotta tell you something. <laughs> she pulled me in the office. She was like, they're about to come up here and fire you. She said, I had nothing to do with this, but just letting you know, like sometime this morning, you probably gonna be walking out of here. I wasn't the first one. I was probably like the third or fourth. <laughs> but... Was it early in the morning at least? Because if they wait so early, they don't pay me for the whole day. It was. It was like 10 in the morning. Okay. Yeah. And so that kind of already pushed me out to pivot. I was like, all right, I got to find something else because this ain't, this ain't it. And so I had to like, I know my mom always tells people that I have 50 million jobs. And the reason why is because <laughs> I will, I will go to a temp agency in a, in a minute and get a job temporarily and provide for myself until I find something else that I actually like. Word. <laughs> you in this word um but prof not professionally but I guess in my business like I'm kind of in that aha moment where it's like this isn't working for me mm -hmm. and I'm just like I've been telling you over the past weeks we've been telling each other but like the stuff that we've been doing is just kind of run its course it's time to try something different um and that's what rebranding is yeah. So in due time, y'all will figure out what my rebrand is. You'll figure <laughs> out what um I'm trying to do. And I'm just gonna throw myself into it. Do it, friend. Do it. Don't throw myself yourself into it. Just do like it. you know. Kind of like Uncle Phil threw jazz out every time he did something <laughs> crazy. That's how I'm gonna throw myself into this rebrand, like ah, you know. You just kind of fall out the door. That's what I'm going to do. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious because now I'm picturing you flying through the air. Uh, uh, with your mama behind you. What? Miss Jackie. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can picture that. She's going to be standing on the sideline like, uh-uh, I support you in everything you do, but I ain't flying through the air. No, I'm saying her throwing you out and then you flying in the air. Mm, that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. No, I know Miss Jackie not flying through the air for you. Yeah, mm. she ain't gonna do that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. She ain't gonna do that. My poor mama ain't gonna do that. Mm -mm. So I've been racking my brain trying to figure out <clears throat> how I, or like a moment that I've pivot, right? And I couldn't really figure out anything because if y'all know me, Y'all know the Aries in me. I'm quick to try something. I'll be like, ooh, let me try this. Ooh, let me try that. And I'm probably- Yeah, pivoting. but that was, there's also a moment where you figured out that's what you wanted to do. I'm getting there, friend. I'm getting there. So I'm quick to try anything. I'll be like, ooh, let me try this. Ooh. And I was I was ADD with it um, when I first started teaching because I was just trying to figure out like where I fit in. And I feel that there's value to that. There's there's value to the quick pivot or um, just the uh, impulsiveness because you know I've tried everything to recognize what I really don't like. I really don't like teaching kids yoga. Mm -hmm. 
said that before. Y'all got to have a special group of kids for me to come teach them kids. Um, just because, yeah. Um, I, mm -hmm. Those kids have to have a special level of discipline or else don't invite me. I'm going to say no. Um, but then when I looked on a macro level, um, my whole career has been a pivot. Like my entire career has been a pivot. So my story uh, in healthcare and wellness begins with um, when I was in college, I had no idea what I was gonna do. Um, I didn't. I thought, I grew up like I was gonna do everything like my auntie. My mm -hmm. auntie was a nurse. She was an AKA. She went to Hampton. She dated a football player while she was at Hampton. I was gonna do all of those things. The only thing I managed to get right was being a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I didn't do none of those. I didn't go to Hampton. I did date a football player though. Um, and I'm not a nurse. I'm not a nurse. Um, and it's her fault why I'm not a nurse. And it's funny because I told her this story recently. And she was like, I don't remember none of that. And what? I feel like she ruined my life. Yep, she did. Um, I love her though. Uh, no, so... <laughs> Um, the summer before I went to college, the summer between my junior and senior year, I went to nursing camp at uh, UNC Chapel Hill. And um, it opened my eyes to what nursing looks like, because, you know, my frame of reference was all the TV nurses. Um, even I had never even like been to work with my aunt. Right. So mm -hmm. my frame of reference was TV nurses and I was going to do the nursing and I was going to do the things. Um, and so I went to nursing camp and I was like, Nursing looks kind of boring, y'all. I can't do this every day. So <laughs> I it did. Um, and I was conflicted and I called my aunt one day and I caught her on a bad day. So she was having a bad day and she was like, no, don't go into nursing because doctors don't appreciate you and you don't get enough pay for da 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 da. And like she went, and listen, my face was so cracked when I got off that phone. <laughs> I was like, now what do I do? Because I had already been disappointed that my parents told me I couldn't go to Ham Howard. I mean, I'm sorry, Hampton, because um, they couldn't afford it. So I was already like, well, what do I do now? Because y'all are take y'all are crossing the things off my list. Because mm -hmm. um, you know I gotta do the four things like auntie. Um, so we already had to take Hampton off the table, and now I had to take nursing off the table. What? Um, but yeah, auntie told me not to be a nurse. So I had. You know, my plans was to go to nursing school. So mm -hmm. here, a senior year, like, well, what am I going to go to school for, actually? Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I get, so I ended up going to UNC. You know, there's a blue element of similarity there. Um, I went to UNC and did not know what I was going to study. And my uh, counselor sat me down and she was like, okay, Nikisa, what do you want to major in? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, okay, what are your interests? And I was like, uh, well, so I began to tell her my story and I was like, and so, you know, I love studying the human body. Da, 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 da. And she was like, well, have you ever thought of exercise and sports science? And I laughed at that point because I was like, I don't even like to exercise friend. Um, but that's because to me, exercise was go run on a treadmill or go running outside or something that had to do with running. Um, and I wasn't about that life. Mm -hmm. Um, never looked at exercise as stuff like yoga or dancing or the things that I'm actually interested in, but whatever. So, but I chose that for two reasons. One, cause I was going to transfer to East Carolina and go into their PA program. Um, but two, I chose it because they had a cadaver lab. 
I'm that person. I am fascinated with the human body. So yes, I wanted the cadaver lab. Oh, you could have came on over to East Carolina, friend. I did not. Um, <laughs> um, but no shade in East Carolina. Um, I went to school in my first year. I was so homesick. Like, I was like, there's no way in hell that I'm going to do this process again at another school. I'm going to stick it out here at Carolina. Like, having to make friends and get used to this and, like, no. Um, no. So, yeah, I stayed at Carolina. Um, so, I'm an exercise sports science major. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and my grandfather has a stroke my senior year or my junior year. And so, he ends up going into the VA. And um, I was I would come home on weekends to go visit him in the VA. And one weekend I came down to go visit him and I knew where his room was. So I go to his room. He's not there. Where's my granddaddy? So I'm asking people, have you seen Mr. Store? Have you seen Mr. Store? Have you seen Mr. Store? Somebody's like, oh yeah, he's in the activities room. So I was like, okay. Um, <clears throat> simultaneously, I'm taking recreation um, and leisure studies. Um, and so yeah, the talk all ties in. So um, I'm like, you're in the activities room. So I go in there to see, and he's playing bingo. Now, pause. My grandfather, you know, just six six weeks to eight weeks before, was living his best life. Like he would get up in the morning, he would go to his, he would pick a store or pick a restaurant like Hardee's, McDonald's, whatever, anything that offered a senior discount. He mm -hmm. would go there, set up shop. Um, and he would just hang out there for the day. Him and his little retired buddies, they would meet up and like, and he was just living his best life. And so when I saw him playing bingo, cause I was like, wait, that's for old people. Like what bingo? Why is my granddaddy playing bingo? So fast forward, I go to class to my recreational leisure studies class and they actually discussed why seniors like bingo. And I was like, oh, there's science to why seniors like bingo. And it's all about the memory recall and how it helps with their memory and so on and so forth. Um, because your numbers, like you learn your numbers are like three and four years old. So, you know, having the ability to make that recall is real rewarding to them. So this is why seniors love bingo. Um, so I was like, whoa. And so that got me interested in seniors and activities and so on and so forth. Um, so to make this story short, um, I still graduated and didn't exactly know what I was going to do with my life. But when I tell you I've done all the things. <laughs> so my first job out of college, I was um, a health club, like a fitness center manager. Then I pivoted to doing activities with seniors. Then I've pivoted to uh, ex I'll say auxiliary things in the fitness center because ultimately like, so my grandfather passes away. And when I learned that he passed away from complications due to his stroke, I was like, well, what the fuck is stroke in the first place? So I researched it. And, you know, again, my grandfather for all intents and purposes, you know, was a walking bill of health. Like how did my granddaddy have high cholesterol? How did he have high blood pressure? He was, you know, he looks fit. And that's another thing, y'all, just because someone's thin or just because they look fit, they're not. So I had to unlearn some of those things. But what I learned was there's so many things. Um, there's so many diseases that affect the African-American community specifically. Um, and they're called non-communicable diseases. There's so many of those that affect our community. Um, 
And now, you know, when you do more research, it's all trauma-based. So, you know, because we were slaves and because we came over here and we're susceptible to these harsh conditions and this horrible food and scraps and all that other shit, um, we now just have that trauma in our DNA. And so, yeah, high blood pressure can be hereditary. No matter what you do, you can still come up with high blood pressure because your parents in it. But, but if you can take care of yourself, then, you know, the comorbidities and all that other stuff that comes with the high blood pressure you might get from your parents or from your DNA, your genetics, um, you can kind of um, ward those things off or kind of combat them. You know, it's not as bad. Right. So that's how I got interested in wellness, but black wellness specifically. So I've always wanted to help my community. So going into my first job being a health club manager that was cool but I wasn't helping anybody really all I was doing was making sure that we had people signing up for the health club making sure that the massage therapists were showing up when they supposed to making sure that the aerobics instructors were in place like it was just administrative and I was like this ain't helping nobody so I've done all the things in the gym personal trainer uh fitness instructor uh selling memberships running the gym I've done them all um, and then, you know, tried my hand at physical therapy. Um, here I am a yoga instructor. Um, this is where I'm hanging out for a little while. Mm -hmm. I'm hanging out here, but yeah, my career has pretty much been a pivot all in the name of trying to find my niche mm -hmm. in black wellness. Gotcha. That sounds like a lot. Actually, it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um before we kind of wrap it up I just want to go into another pivot that I actually forgot should have been the first thing I talked about um so and I tell people this all the time because they're like oh my god why didn't you go further than that so I have a bachelor's in of course business administration and my minors in accounting um all with the numbers so okay the um I guess the path that most people take is to go on to get their master's in accounting so that they can be CPAs, certified public accountants. Yeah, that was my first plan. My original plan when I went to East Carolina was to do the five-year program. That means three years undergrad, two years master's, and be done. That was my original plan. Um, talk about overachiever. Um, right. I still graduated a semester early, but that's a different story. Um, Slight flex, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, um, so the only thing that kept me from getting into grad school early was I had to take this damn GMAT exam. Whew. Yeah. So I ended up taking the GMAT three times. The first time I did not study and I got a certain score. Second time I did study and got a lower score. And the third time... I didn't study again. I just kind of went over certain concepts and I got a okay score, but it was still was not enough to get into the program. So that kind of fucked up all my plans. Um, so I graduate, you know, a semester early and I go into the workforce. And then years later, I'm like, I want to get into this program or no years later. I, re I realized that I don't want to do accounting all the time like that's not my that's not my set path <laughs> I have a degree in it I can do I'm good at it whatever I just do not want to do this um 
so I decided to go back and get my master's, but this time I just took the exam to get into the grad program, just the MBA. And that's what I did. I went and got my MBA. MBA? Yes. Oh, okay. You got a so, whole MBA out here, friend? Yes, I have an MBA. Let me find out. I have an MBA. Um, yeah, that was that was my pivot. I was like, nope. You know, I worked a few years in the workforce, and I was just like, this is not really what I want to do. <laughs> and I'm still kind of like in the. This like, is uh, not really what I want to do. Yeah, this is not what I want to do. Um, so I did not go further to get that certification. I could if I want to, but nah, I'm good. And people ask me all the time, like, why don't you want to? I'm like, no, why would I want to do that? I don't. Yeah, that was my other pivot. And that was kind of over the course of years when I just kind of went threw myself into the workforce and figured out this ain't this ain't for me. Another confirmation of that pivot is so my job, they decided to give us this um, strengths and weaknesses book. And I cannot remember the name of it, okay. but it's a strength and weaknesses book. Like, yeah, it's like a book you read, take a test and then you figure out which one you are, what your strengths <laughs> and weaknesses are. So I did all that and then come to find out, like, I'm actually more suited for marketing than <laughs> what I'm actually doing. And I was like, well, I've been doing that anyway, so why not? I was going to say that. I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. Why not? So we'll see where that takes me in the next couple of months. But yeah, those are my moments of pivot. But as, as we have talked about our moments that we've pivoted, um, another thing that Chrisette was talking about in her keynote speech was um the concept of a parigraha which a parigraha. In the, <laughs> which in the yoga world means non-attachment or it can be translated as non-greed non-possessiveness all of those things um let it go, let it go. <laughs> right? so basically this yama teaches us to take only what we need keep only what serves us in the moment and let go when the time is right right so we've been talking about this basically the entire episode is like letting go of the idea of you being in one certain place or being one certain thing um and just grasping to the to the concept of non-attachment where you don't have to stick to one thing friend if you don't feel like this is where you need to be, you can change. You can go into a different um, setting, go in front of a different audience, be on a different stage, as Cassette said, and you don't have to stay in the same place all the time, right? Let it go. <laughs> okay, Elsa. Not, just so you know. Okay, Elsa. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about you know if you find yourself in quote unquote the wrong stage or on the wrong stage trying to shine in the wrong places this is when you need to start thinking about pivoting to something else I'll say this too when it comes to that right um I got introduced to this in my 20s um because, you know, I was on, I was heavy in my Jesus path. Um, so, you know, we got introduced to the concept of spiritual gifts, right? Mm -hmm. And in learning about your spiritual gifts, you learn that that's the gift that God gave you, right? And, you know, 
I'll be transparent. Mine was the gift of administration as well as the gift of exhortation, right? But there's no way in hell I could be something like a office administrator. Um, <laughs> I get I, I get bored with mundane tasks a lot. I like to think creatively. Um, and your average office administrator is doing what someone tells them to do. Yes, they solve problems. And nowadays, um, especially since the COVID pivot, your office administrator is like <coughs> operation central. <coughs> Excuse me. They take care of all the things now. Mm-hmm. Well, the nonprofit world, they do. Um, but back then, in my 20s, there yeah, there was no way I could be an office administrator. But so what I what I began to learn, so much like your um, strengths and weaknesses analysis, I learned what I'm good at. And I do try to find those jobs that have like an administrative factor. Um, mm-hmm. But I also know that like when it comes to like peer or my reviews, I already know that I'm going to score pretty well in administrative. Right. Um, but so I try to stay in those lanes right but don't get me wrong um even when you learn your strengths and weaknesses sometimes it doesn't look like what you expect it to um um going back to exhortation that's like making people feel good about themselves right once again i don't like teaching kids yoga Mm -hmm. so i (laughs) i had to learn that I don't know that I'm the best at making all your little kids feel good because some of them, you know, I want to pop. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm much better with people with discipline or a little maturity on them. Um, but just, you know, just those things. While I may be good at making people feel good about themselves, I realize that my strength is not in trying to corral little children. I might make them feel good. We can go have, you know, popcorn, watch a movie. Cool. It's yoga and corralling them to get them to do what it is that you need them to do. That's not, that is not my strength. So you have to make sure you have to, like, sometimes it looks a little bit different. So in thinking about your pivot, and I want y'all all to think right now, you know, if like you're unhappy on your job, because you know, we will tell you to fuck that job. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're unhappy in your job, how can you pivot either mm-hmm. what you're doing or maybe even where you're at? Um, so right. sometimes it's not about quitting your job. It's maybe changing your job function a little bit. And right. if you can be a much more valuable asset to your company um they can't get rid of you and so sometimes you can write you know uh negotiate a higher salary because you can go to them and be like hey so you know what i'm actually really good at at, um abcd task right so how about if you let me do abcd task a little bit more um and maybe a little less of the efg task that i'm not as great at you know and this is something that you can kind of do like um, inter office, right? So if you are in the, let's say, I don't know anything about accounting. Um, so let's say you are in the, uh, I used to work at a college. So in the admissions office, right? <clears throat> say I was good at marketing, but they were more good at uh, the back end stuff of the missions, like making sure that the applications are complete and so on and so forth. You kind of negotiate with that person. Be like, hey, so how about you let me take care of more of the accounting and I'll keep the, the um, social media pages up and da 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 da, and I'll let you do or and then you do more of this work. Boom, the job is still getting done, right? You know, but you you just pivot and you make it work for you and you make it something you're good at or maybe something you're interested in getting more experience at, um, mm-hmm. 
it's a lot of times easier to work and manipulate where you currently are than always looking to leave. Um, also, salaries are kind of stable where <laughs> you are. Um, and that's good and bad, you know, because if you get, if you then get into doing, say, the social media and you start to, I don't know, peruse LinkedIn and see the social media managers are getting paid X, you know, they up here, but you a little down here, but you managing the social media. You know, you can go to your boss and be like, hey, so I've been doing most of social media for this past year. Can we bump that salary up a little bit? Mm -hmm. And if they say no, you know, if you've now found your new passion, you make that pivot of leaving that job or you've made the pivot of making more money because your boss is like, yes, and we value what you've done. We want to keep you. We're going to add five more thousand. That's all. That's what I had to add. Okay. You can't break my soul. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> just wanted to have a, a conversation around um, finding what or recognizing when it's time to pivot. Finding the exact stage you're supposed to be on. Um, and going after it. And practicing non-attachment along the way. So don't attach yourself to one way of doing things or one particular career, one particular title. Just know that you can adopt or you can adapt and change as your interests change, as your career changes, as your skills change. Yeah, you're going to have to pivot. Change so nobody pivot from careers more than somebody with a liberal arts degree. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing about that. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna turn it over to y'all. We talked about scenarios in our life where we've had to pivot or think about doing something differently or think about just leaving and going somewhere else. Um, so we wanna know from y'all, um, when did you have your aha moment? When, when was the moment that, or what was the moment that made you know that it's time to pivot what was that moment for you we want to know y'all know where we are don't play with us you know where we are we be yeah. on we be on instagram and, and facebook at the same name we've been telling y'all the same thing take care sis pod this is episode 24 y'all so for mm -hmm. 24 24 20 huh 24 weeks yeah, but I feel like it's been more than 24 weeks. But for a whole bunch of weeks, we've been telling y'all where to find us. Y'all know where to find us. It's been 24 weeks. That's almost a whole baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> and as <Agile. laughs> What? That's the only thing I know that people relate weeks to. Oh, my God. I mean, you're not wrong. But also, um, let us know when you had the aha moment and let us know how you overcame or how you actually tried to pivot. What was your pivot? What happened, Sid? Tell us. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've come to the part of the program. <laughs> where we tell y'all to follow us. I just told y'all that, you know, about the ratings and reviews, go ahead and go to iTunes and Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I guess, not iTunes. Um, and hey. 
Yeah. And leave your hay. Yeah. <laughs> leave your hay and your five stars. Or you can say, hey, girl, we love the podcast. Five stars. Simple. It takes y'all two seconds to write that. I know. Mm-hmm. And um, you can find me on most social medias for now at this curvy yogi, curvy with an I, not a Y. Um, it's going to change next week, but yeah. Where can they find you, Key? You can't. I want to break. Um, <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to reach out to me, go ahead and leave a review. And when you leave that review, be like, Key, I need some help. <laughs> Y'all heard her. Y'all heard her. Key, I got a question because I'm on break. My social media and my stuff is it's it's on pause right now because I'm taking me a break and I'm doing my rebranding. So right now, if you want to reach me, you better reach out to me through Take Care Sis either the the instagram page or going like i said leave me a review and be like hey key uh and say what it is that you need friend that's right all right y'all um that's all we have this week um what are you doing for self-care next week sis Let me just go ahead and put it out there that Kiki and I are planning our first in-person event. It's going to be a day of rest. It's going to be in October in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So I will actually be planning, working on planning that and just continuing to work on my rebrand and, you know, taking some rest. Um, I, rest is a wrong word. I'm not, I'm not resting at all. I'm working behind the scenes. So I'll be continuing to do that. Right. But working on planning this event. Okay. So we can get it out to y'all. And I will be working on my rebrand. Like I said, I told y'all I'm be throwing myself into it. So you see some you see some new videos, some lives pop up. Just join and, and listen, sis. That's all I gotta say. Cause <laughs> I can be saying this like five times every time. I changed this because blah blah blah. Nope. Go watch the live. Go join it or watch it. That's all I got to say. That's all she got to say. She <laughs> said it with her chest. I said it with my whole chest and I got a lot of chest. <laughs> Girl, bye. I'm moving. I'm I love you. Bye. Bye, y'all. We'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>